Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Two Black Guys with Good Credit, the show for the financially curious and the financially knowledgeable. Generally, we are here discussing all things finance, but today, social issues have come to the forefront. On April 20th, 2021, former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin was found guilty of murder and manslaughter. Almost a year before, while on duty, Chauvin killed George Floyd, a 46-year-old Black man, by kneeling on his neck for over nine minutes. George Floyd's death sparked massive protests across the United States and around the world. Floyd's death and Chauvin's trial amplified the demands for justice and healing in response to racial bias in policing, the disproportionate use of excessive force against Black Americans, and more broadly, the history of racial injustice in the United States. Karen, what are your thoughts on this? Well, just for a little bit, just a tiny bit of fact, extra fact, on Tuesday, so today is Thursday, April 22nd, on Tuesday, a couple days ago, a jury found uh, former police officer Derek Chauvin, like you said, guilty of three charges of murder and manslaughter in the death of George Floyd, an unarmed black man, as we know. And so in this episode, we're going to talk about the financial and social impact of the verdict, actually the possible impact, because we don't actually know. This is our two black guys with good credit discussion of what we think this is going to mean for everybody going forward and what kind of changes might lead to. And we already know that everyone and their mother, but business-wise, corporations, people who have a lot of influence over the market have had a lot to say about what's been going on the last couple of days. We know corporations have gotten behind this in a big way. So today we're going to talk about what we've noticed going on in the financial, corporate, and social world and what we think is going to happen going forward. You know, I tend to believe with both what you're saying, you know, since George Floyd was murdered, and we can now finally say he was murdered, yeah. I was wondering, you know, where we're going to go with this, you know, since corporations kind of gotten finally decided to jump on board with this mission. Is it going to be more of a bandwagon thing or are there going to be real change? So I think the questions today are, you know, what are the implications of the verdict financially, socially, politically? Right. How does it affect the black community? And what's the moving forward? What are the race, race relations going to be like in the U.S.? Now, let's just chop it up and see, you know, what's really going to happen. You know, just to set it off, guys, mm -hmm. you know. 
defund the police is really no answer to these and other horrors, even if we were politically saleable. It's a blend of better training and speedier punishment that is likely to curb undue police violence. I mean, I, I think that's an opinion that it's that it's no answer to these and other horrors. Some people would disagree. I mean, the, the, the phrase I think gets maybe misinterpreted. Some people think defund the police lit and they take it completely literally. Other people take it as a reallocation of funds and looking at policing as uh, not necessarily dealing with the problem. It's it's more like if we invest in children, if we invest in the, in the, the things that are contributing to crime instead of investing in just the police, you know, and, you know, so defund the police, I think, could be uh, a, a solution. So I just let me just ask you this in a simple term. So we all understand defunding the police just means cutting their budget. Does it? Well, I think I've heard, people, I, I've heard people give is, different. There's different me, for me. I think the smart usage of that phrase and, and what I believe is it's looking at the overall budget. I think like the New York police budget, it was like like three, three, I don't know, like, let's say whatever the budget is, it's taking a portion of that budget, but the, the number would not take officers off of the street. It wasn't like cutting the amount of police. It was moving money and allocating that money for other things that can help society. Right. So, well, I think police are already doing, I think the point was the police are doing things that they are not qualified to do or that's that other professionals might be more qualified to do like mental health checks and they're just not qualified to do that. So defunding the police, I think in like a non-radical sense means allocating some of that police money for them to do stuff that they're not really qualified to do and giving it to social workers, psychologists, people can perform wellness checks, whatever, you know, even like emergency doctors or whatever, because the police just aren't qualified to do certain things that they're doing. And I think that works a lot better for communities, you know, who wants the police stuff that a, a, a social worker is supposed to do. And just to fact check you, Matt, um, the New York City police budget in 2020 was $10 billion. Wow. Um, wow. That's, that's a, a big budget. It is. But, you know, I mean, there's some hope, you guys, because as we know, it's been in the news. The George Floyd Justice and Policing Act cleared the House of Representatives already, and that contains some reforms to that end. So basically the gist of that bill is that it's supposed to end certain police techniques like choke holds, um, carotid holds. Those are two forms of potentially deadly force that have been deadly, obviously, in a lot of cases. And those practices would be banned federally. So wouldn't leave it up to states or other jurisdictions. And that means that federal funding would be attached to making sure that that's carried out, you know, that, that those are outlined. And also the bill is seeking to improve police training, invest in community programs designed to improve policing and promote equitable new policies. So already it hasn't been nothing. Now that's not the verdict. That is the social upheaval that George Floyd's death provoked in the first place. I mean, obviously something had to be done. Now, I would just add to this with regards to the fund. I'm always a person when it comes to business, like let's take, let's chip away and take small hits first. And I think a simple thing that they could do is like, yeah, have like a type of law enforcement. And I know they have some of them. My friend is a volunteer where they're not, they're, they don't have a weapon and they're more there to like solve small community um, disagreements and stuff like that. Make more of those type of policing a presence where they're there for it to, you know, like you said, the, the small routine traffic stop, the small routine approach to people that are causing something on the street, like have a special even uniform for them. And then if they right. can't resolve it, that's maybe then you go to the next level of getting in an armed officer. 
But see, also there's the business of policing. And I think, meaning, I think we've gotten to a point where there's uh, numbers that police uh, departments are trying to hit in terms of writing a certain amount of tickets or there there's certain areas where they're targeting. It's like, sometimes I think, Instead and that is of, not a conspiracy theory, Matt. I've talked to police officers, and they some of them do have goals in which to give tickets out, number of tickets to you. So for those who are listening, that is not a myth, and that is not a conspiracy theory. That, and, and I'm saying, like, instead of just the general mission to protect and serve, which, you know, is kind of what the 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 slogan has been for, for the police forever, it's like it feels like it's become different. Like, let's let's criminalize, let's arrest, let's drive up revenue, let's put certain segments of the population, let's frisk, what's the, the phrase, the uh, stop and frisk, all those things, I think it's like, have, have kind of combined into this energy from the public of like, yo, like enough, like the defund the police, I think it's a reaction to too much inappropriate policing. Of course, there's good cops and there's a need for if there's a violent crime going on or if there's, a you know, or, or traffic cops or all. There's definite logic and and reason for, for good policing. But just some of the mentality where it seems like it's almost a for profit service of let's oh, we got to let's catch these people. Let's write these tickets. Let's stop and frisk. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's criminalize. Let's jail people. All that stuff needs to stop. And then you know, I think the other aspects that we all three outlined and Karen has discussed in terms of the social work and the, the different aspects that we can start to fund, I think that's definitely necessary. We've been watching this all with bated breath. This has been going for a while. This verdict is a landmark verdict, right? Because, I mean, can you guys imagine if he wasn't found guilty with the videos, the, the riots, everything that's been going on, how insane that would be, what a crazy precedent that would be. So now we've got this verdict, guilty and of, of, of all counts, there's new accountability. We can all sense it. The vibe is electric right now. But what does that mean for business? Like, what does that mean for the market? What does that mean for corporate America? I mean, really, we need um, we need press <laughs> to weigh in at a certain point. But by being pressless, what's our two black guys with good credit take on what this is going to mean going forward? I think forward? it brings consumer confidence. I think it makes us feel like comfortable that we can do certain things. We can go out. Like, for example, like a lot of the stores were boarded up. They were concerned about rioting, like you said, Karen. A lot of right. people feel now that tension is it's leaving, that they can feel comfortable in opening their business. People can feel comfortable in going out to bars, inner city places, and, and those, those type of social events that makes them feel like we're not like, something's not gonna, as we say in, in Brooklyn, pop off, you know? So I think- What do you think is, um, you know, we saw since for a while, remember when every corporation was posting to Instagram, posting to social media, saying, you know, talking about standing in solidarity with the black community, it was starting to feel like just corporate messaging. Do you think that, do you think there's anything genuine behind that? Or do you think the corporations just are saying what people want to hear and that, you know, from corporate America, they're just, it's just capitalism all the way? I think it's a combination. I think for major corporate America, the bigger picture is the bottom line. And if the, the wind is blowing in a way where people are tired of the oppression and tired of, of things that just seem, you know, if it's a racial inequality, if racial inequality is the message of the day or the moment, then I think corporate America is a lot of times just going to try to reflect that. Now, that doesn't mean that certain people who work inside of major, major corporations might not take those issues seriously and people pushing forward agendas and initiatives don't take it seriously. But I think the bigger, if there's a pie chart, the biggest part of the pie for corporate America is their bottom line. They're trying to make money. Well, I would say this though, you know, just to add, just to, this has always been the ongoing argument. I've written essays on it and, you know, 20 years out of college is still the ongoing 
on our community. Right. Do corporations have a social responsibility? And does it yes. and does their social responsibility make a difference, right? So let's say that corporate America is just feeding us lines because that's what they're, you know, they're analysts. But do they have a social responsibility? Do you think they have one? I think they do. I mean, but but it's on the public. It's the public's responsibility to hold them to the fire. So, so a company that says, "I don't," you know, fine. I I just make widgets, like I always like to say, and you know, and I don't want. I want to stay arms off of this whole Black Lives Movement matter. Does that make that company wrong? I, I think it's the kind of thing where there's not a a one. It, it, it's a this is a muddled, murky pool of, of, a, of a conversation because like there's certain things that are extreme if a company says okay I make widgets and I don't want black people to buy my widgets well mm -hmm. that company is probably going to get their feet held to the fire and they should because that's just to me in a modern society in 2021 that's just not cool that's not acceptable by any I think human. we grew up in the 90s that a lot of clothing lines didn't Really want to sell one? No, show me a clothing line that their slogan was: "We don't want to serve black no, people." No, but underlying, it was not in their best interest. We know that race. There's racist yeah. people who are owners of companies. There's rate. There's there's inequity. There's mess throughout society. But I'm just saying, if a corporation comes out with a stance that is just super extremely racist or biased, they're probably going to suffer the consequences of that. Now, and if you're did it. The NFL didn't what? With Colin Kaepernick, they didn't suffer any consequence. They actually ratings went up. Uh, I, I don't know if that's. Well, I don't know to what degree you're you're, you're talking. You got to give me some facts on what you mean by that. But I I would say they they suffered a PR disaster of, of the past four or five years, and now they're trying to all of a sudden. I agree on that point, but it didn't affect their bottom line. I agree they did have a PR disaster, but it didn't affect their bottom line. Mm -hmm. I, I don't. I don't know whether it affected the bottom line or not, but I, I guess my general point is I do think major corporations do have social responsibilities. Now, it's whether or not their sins are egregious enough to cause enough of a backlash. Sometimes they get away with it. If you're big enough, if you're powerful enough, if you're selling enough widgets and people just don't care, you're going to get away with it possibly. But. But here's the thing, guys, if we're talking about corporate social accountability, what are we really talking about? Let's let's take a look at some of the corporate messaging that's been going on around this. And my question is, you know, of course, obviously, they release these statements because they feel like they have to because they feel like that's what people want to hear. Does it is it actually affecting anybody's life if they say, you know, we stand in solidarity? So, for example, Best Buy, Best Buy that you buy your TV from or your phone from or whatever says they release a statement saying, while this verdict in the murder of George Floyd symbolizes some measures of progress towards racial equity and accountability, it does not fully erase our nation's history of systemic and institutional racism. We still have a long way to go in our fight against racial justice for, sorry, <laughs> we still have a long way to go in our fight for racial justice in this country. And Best Buy's unwavering commitment to this work is as strong as ever. What on earth does that mean? I mean, I think it's on us to then go research Best Buy and see if they're doing anything beyond that lip service. I, I don't have a whole lot of, I, I don't put a whole lot of stock in like the corporate responsibility. I do think they have one, but if they choose to not do anything or if it's lip service, like to me, it's all on the public's, the public has to hold politicians, business and, and people in power accountable, especially if they're talking about stuff. What are you doing? Like the NFL, whatever, like make them, Make them show their receipts. Yeah, we're donating this, or we're 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 opening more jobs, or we're hiring equally, or we're we're not just uh, 
you know, whatever the case may be, I just think it's like at a certain point, the people have to make noise. If the people are, are it's like with wage inequality or, or the minimum wage, if, if, if Amazon is, is coming out with some c- commercial about how much they're woke and how much they love the people, but then we look at, we see they're not paying people properly. We need to shine a light, hold them accountable and make them prove that they're changing things. And mm-hmm. I think it's the same with social justice. If, if, they're, if they're doing something wrong or if they're talking about it, it's on them. It's on everyone to basically, if we're interested, we have to check their receipts. That's true. Yeah, but are we doing that? <laughs> are we actually, when we're reading this, we go, okay, that's nice, Best Buy. Is anybody actually looking into Best Buy and saying, well, what's your commitment to racial equality? You know, how is Best Buy moving the needle forward? The question is, does, you know, it does any of their messaging matter to us or can we say that it matters indirectly because all of this stuff maybe is good for the stock market which is good for the economy which is good for everyone including the black community is it a direct or an indirect effect we think this has i'd say it varies and i i think i mean to your point i mean it's hard to like it's not a one answer i feel like depending upon the issue i think people might take more interest in like with the nfl i know people were looking into seeing like what kind of numbers or how what are the jay-z's now about well what is he doing let's see that like people the more you talk loud or, or the more the issue is big, people are going to be looking under the covers trying to see or, or pull the rug back and see what's really going on. But to your point, there may be just more of a global benefit of it's just, you know, feel good and everyone. I don't know. I don't really know the answer to that question. Let's 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 move forward. Let's talk about um, police impunity. Do you think that now will this make officers feel a little more accountable for and they'll think before they react and hopefully that'll lead into like better police relationships within the black community. What do you, what do you, what's your take on that, Matt? I mean, that's the hope. I mean, I, I, I don't. But do you look, think the verdict, the verdict is yeah, going to make, I, yeah. I get you. I, I, I hope that this, like, there's also talks about like some of the, the law, like it's very difficult to, to convict police officers. Um, and we, we'd be blind if we were to act like police have not ever had uh, misconduct before or, or, or done in like, like there's, they been guilty of crimes before, but rarely do we see a case like this where they get convicted. Yeah, well, let's even step forward. When you talk about a case like this, the only reason why Chauvin was convicted because there was video evidence. If there was no video, because even in the initial police report, his cause of death was natural causes. They put, they wasn't, they didn't say right. he was, he was choked or he was a knee was on his neck. So they were already setting it up to get him off. Let's be I mean, clear that, about that. That, that, that's, that's the, only, the hope. The only, the only conviction that happened, let's just be very clear on this show, yeah, was that's because the, there was video evidence, nothing and, else. And that's the hope that body cameras and, and social media and people filming the cops and all that type of stuff will actually, if there's misconduct, will lead to convictions and would then well, thus lead to police changing and modifying their behavior, taking more care. Because you can see there's so many examples of police going into different community communities and handling things differently. Like, you know, like, like the, the excessive force ha- happens, seems to happen a lot in communities of color or lower economic communities. So maybe this will lead to, or be a beginning, a, a, a turn in how they are in mass treating the public. Well, a bill is being brought forward yeah. to make it illegal to video record police officers. Wow. I don't think that's, uh, that's not positive. You don't know. Exactly. So do you see where this is going? Because now the power, we have the power in our phones, right? So, and I'm not trying mm-hmm. to be, you know, Mr. Skeptical, but it, it you know, it's interesting. Um, well, 
it's interesting. I mean, look, when we had all of those um, protests, you know, that did something to the market a year ago. And the interesting thing is that if you look at the market now, today, you know, Thursday, April 22nd, 2021, and over the last couple of days, it has, uh, you know, the stock market is actually still in the red, but it doesn't have to do with this social unrest. It has to do with possible coronavirus lockdowns, oil prices, um, what's happening in tech. And so well, on a maybe, side note, I just want to say, like, you know, it's been a year you've been on the show, Karen, and like you're actually looking yeah. at the markets right now. I mean, congratulations, kudos <laughs> to you. Like you got you're actually looking at the markets. <laughs> We've come a long way in our therapy, Karen. We've come a long way. Well, what's interesting to me about that is that when things go south, you definitely see a change in the market. But when things go well, like, you know, we're seeing this verdict, it doesn't necessarily have an effect. It sounds like bad things definitely have an effect. But good things, unless they're wildly good, like some sort of corporate announcement, don't have a ton of effect. It sounds like maybe corporations are sort of hedging their bets, saying what needs to be said and trying not to cause any kind of volatility that might affect the market. Yeah, so it comes back to business. It's corporate. Like I, and I tell people all the time, corporate corporations, are, you know, they're not a fraternity. They're there for profit. If it makes them look good and it leads to profits, then, hey, I think they're on board, to be quite frank. I don't want to be blunt about it. I think they're on board. You know, I remember when I worked at a certain company, American Express. I, sorry, I just said it. And I had, <laughs> I had, like, I was going through some, you know, some type of, I would say, corporate racism. And I thought I could go to my HR to bring it to their attention to let them know what was happening. And like, yeah, see Matt, he's shaking his head. Because when you're 24, 26, you think that that's what they're built there for to help you. They're human resources. But right. you realize their best interest is the interest of we the got corporation. One. We got a problem. <laughs> we got a problem. Exactly. How do you know? Part Exactly. I was right. isolated. I was, my emails were then looked over. It was a, my world changed when I went to HR and complained about the racism that I was being affected by. At, and, and I couldn't, and I thought HR was supposed to be something that was supposed to help me. Then I realized they're, they're protecting the interests of the company. Yeah. Right. So, you know, it goes back to what you guys are saying. I don't know. I don't know if the, their social responsibility is what we think it is. I think it comes back down to the bottom line. Right. But, you know, the good news sounds like, you know, and we were talking about defunding the police and really what we mean is allocating resources more towards the community. That can only be good for people in a market sense. Right. Like financial empowerment and and but not just that, but enfranchisement, enfranchisement for people and like even any additional feeling of safety or, you know, accountability that has to be good for people's employment, creativity, spending, energy, you know, mood, like all of those little micro things that feed into this macro economy. No, great point. I agree with you, Karen. I look at it like this. The debate about the slogan defund the police had many focusing on the extremes of the statement, thus making it a divisive negative debate about are you for or against the police? But to your point, the point of all this is really, instead of defund the police, the slogan maybe should be, let's fund our communities so we don't need to live in an over-police state. Um, but anyway, on that note, we have to take a quick sponsored break. So stay tuned because we need to fund our show. So we're, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with more Two Black Guys Good Credit discussing the impact of the Chauvin verdict. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Have to get 30, 30, to get 30, bet you get 20, 20, 20, bet you get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to Two Black Guys with Good Credit. Today, the social issues of our world are the leading story. So we've been taking a look at how the George Floyd murder and the recent conviction of Derek Chauvin are impacting us, the social and potential financial impacts of this case. So the, the story was everywhere. Obviously, the, the trial w- was everywhere. It, and just, I mean, obviously, since George Floyd was murdered, it's been front of mind and front of news. And when, when the verdict came out, some might be surprised to have seen like ESPN and other networks covering and having a ticker on what's going on. I wasn't really surprised to see that ESPN is very well aware of, of all of the social issues going on from the Colin Kaepernick to the, you know, LeBron and in the bubble, like the, the athletes have been very vocal about what's going on. So this was very front of mind to the sports public, but, but a lot of people may have been surprised to see the wide impact and the, the interest was pretty much, it was not uh, relegated to just the news channels. Right. That was interesting. I mean, everybody's getting in on it. I think it's interesting also that the corporate, um, the corporate relevance of this is not limited to anything, right? Best Buy is getting involved, you know, ESPN, which isn't that random. I mean, you know, there's a lot of black athletes. There's a lot of people, you know, athletes of color, like they, they should make a statement. They actually, of all the corporations, it's actually the least surprising to me that they would make a statement because they have an actual responsibility to the people that make them money. Yeah, I mean, Uber made statements, Apple made statements, Citigroup made statements, Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook made statements. They all came out right away to make their, their, their statements. And so it was amazing to see corporate America come out. And let's just hope the way they're making their statements are going to hire people of color. You know, did, see did, the guy. go ahead. Did the guy that makes the pillows, what's the, what's the pillow guy? With regards to Trump, you know, you just mentioned that you, you're bringing up my, my, my man Trump, you know. Black man, you know, it, 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 it pushed him out. You know, to me, this Black Lives Matters movement and God rest George Floyd helped overturn this election. You know, it really turned the election. It made, you know, I, I'm sure that was part of getting him out of line. It helped people to really wake up and get out there and vote in massive numbers, in record numbers. Right. So, yeah, we can't make change. You know, all this protesting, when they were passing my block last year, protesting Black Lives Matter and George screaming George Floyd's name. And I live in Clinton Hill, Brooklyn. I was just like, 
really? And it was like, you know, mm -hmm. more white people than black people. Yeah. But the old saying was for years, like, for, in order to really get rid of racism and really uplift and everybody achieve them equally, like everybody has to get involved. It can't just be a black matter. It has to be a human matter. So I, you know, I saw that in my neighborhood. I wasn't a believer, but I think this, what's happening now in this verdict um, is showing some light that, you know, we can make change. And this show, come on, two black guys, a good credit, and the Jewish girl, like, you know, and during Black Lives Matter, like we, we are about change. I'm an optimist by nature when it comes to life, but when viewing this and this case and, and, you know, the history of police brutality and racism when it comes to policing, I have a hard time just, you know, being, you know, too overjoyed. I'm, I'm happy for the verdict and I'm happy for the family of George Floyd. Rest in peace, rest in peace, George. But the, to think that this case and this verdict is all of a sudden going to, you know, fix and change and make, you know, all the police forces across the country right. begin to like, you know, I, this is not a cure-all is I guess where I'm trying to get to. It's going to take work and it's going to take continuing efforts from people from all walks of life to all basically call out the mess when we see it. But uh, hopefully this is a beginning, a turning point that we can look back years from now and see police changes in, in, in the way that they are doing things. And we can you know look back and see that this was a, a key turning point is what I hope. And corporate America really is not here to make changes. But I think that the good thing is that corporate America is here to reflect changes. Seeing that hard proof in terms of what corporations are echoing back at us that we care about it's really encouraging, isn't it? I mean, if, if corporate America is a big old dinosaur that takes forever to get the point. So if they're getting the messaging, it means this is a real thing that real change is happening. I'll close out and say this. Right now, Black Lives Matter is, is good for business. I just hope 20, 30 years from now, it continues to be good for business. Yep. As long as it's good for business, corporations will stay aligned with this movement. Exactly. And, you know, and God rest George Floyd and, you know, and yeah, and we as two black guys, good credit, you know, we're gonna, we're always gonna stay focused on what's happening and keeping you focused, not just financially, but socially as well. Cause these things all, 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 they're all related. You know, you can't be thinking about growing wealth, becoming wealth when you have police pulling you over for no reason. When you have fear of your kids, you know, I have three boys, I have fear of my kids, something happening to them. It's hard to stay focused. So we can't just ignore the elephant in the room. And, and don't also to let us know what you guys think about all this I and mean, this is more of kind of our two black guys with a credit discussion but we want to know we want you guys to weigh in so we have an email as you know sean always tells us t b g w g c at gmail.com and let us know what you also think about what's going on but what do you think is going to happen well this is definitely a change and like i always say nothing changes if nothing changes so th this verdict does represent a change so hopefully it will lead to more change um, for two black guys with good credit, I'm Matt Smith, and I'm out. And I am Karen Margolis, one-third of two black guys with good credit, and I'm out, guys. See you next time. I'm Sean Linda, the better half of two black guys with good credit, and like I say, every show and every week, it's your money. Keep it in your damn pocket, and I'm out. Black guys. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.